Michael. And I'm Jacob. We're here to talk about some first episodes of some uh, mostly obscure cartoons, some culty stuff, a few mainstream things. I think eventually we're going to do like Captain Planet and stuff like that. But uh, so far, I think the most popular cartoon we've done is... No, no, we did He-Man. That was really popular. But yeah, Voltron oh, Prime is still a cult hit. Count Ducula, but some really obscure stuff. <laughs> All the stuff on YouTube. And it's easy to find. It's free. So we just try to watch the first episode. Right. Um, I hope you guys enjoy this. And this, this one, unlike a lot of our commentary tracks, is going to be clear. We're going to try to do the best we can not to do any swearing. Because we know maybe you want to talk about this with your kid. He's interested in listening to a podcast about whatever cartoon it is. If they find out any bad words, it's not our fault. Yes, it's totally your fault, parents. So today's episode, we are going to watch Jacob's selection, Toxic Crusaders. Yes, and Toxic Crusaders is like a cartoon that was actually um, based off an old uh, trauma independent movie called Toxic Avenger. Which there's like four of them now, four movies, but. Oh yeah, that's it's right. So yeah. bizarre that I guess at the end of the movie's run, they decide, yeah, let's take an extremely R-rated, gore-filled movie and make it a cartoon. Yeah, exactly. They're trying to pertain to little kids, and you know, it picked up. I mean, I loved it. I like, shoot, my mom. I think my parents like bought me a crap load of those toys. I've never right seen my the show. It's another one of those ninety shows. Oh really? Everybody see? I don't recall watching the show at all. Oh well, play it. Oh, right. another movie we should look up after this is Peter Pan and the Pirates. Oh yeah, that's a um, that's a classic. <laughs> so. um yeah, it's a bit strange. It was like kind of a small phenomenon where R-rated movies would become cartoons. Robocop was a cartoon twice. Uh, Rambo was a cartoon. Rambo was a cartoon. Conan the Barbarian was a yeah, cartoon. Well, that, that I kind of see because it's based on a comic book. So, or not based yeah. on a comic book. But I mean, it was turned to a comic book and slowly turned into a kid's show. So, it kind of see the progress. Oh, yeah. But, Rambo did, uh, did, did. Didn't you just say that? Yeah. Yeah, okay, you did. That's insane. But, yeah, Toxic Crusade was truly like... Z grade grindhouse exploitation with you know I mean it was cartoony but it was insanely gory like not so nudity so. and of course uh, horribly acted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so, gonna get us one of those movies. Let's we'll see how the cartoon is. First episode is called The Making of Toxie. So I guess it's more of a remake of the movie for kids. Nah, you know. Not gonna be able to see that movie. Start off with the origin because I don't think. Yeah. Oh, right, first episodes on YouTube. Sit back, have some popsicles. That's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. I'm not professional, but we're hungry. We like popsicles. So, I do too. <laughs> Most definitely. Well, what do you have? Pomegranate and cherry? Mm-hmm. Right? I have banana, coconut. Ah, it's a hot day. Whatever. We're sick. It works. Yeah, this is definitely an acid trip. Just drop some right now and watch this cartoon and be amazed. That is one of the shortest intros I've ever seen for a cartoon. Cartoons are known for, like, their theme Ch- Chuck Lorre. Lo- yeah, written by Chuck Lorre. Why do I know that name? Isn't that... That's two and a half by Chuck Lorre. Big Bang Theory Chuck Lorre. You gotta be kidding me. Holy shit. Sorry. Two minutes in already cost. Oh, 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 poppycock. Um, okay, here's the villain. That's Big corporate... Crazy. Yeah, Big crazy corporate CEO leader with a bunch of vents on his back so he can breathe fine. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't know. I can't tell. But now, yeah, look at him. He's, he, I think he's a vampire. Like a farmed vampire. That did. That looks exactly like Ernest Porgnine. He also looks like Ernest Porgnine. Yeah, that was probably, who knows, that's probably who they were before this whole radioactive, it look, everything looks like a radioactive yeah. wasteland. Well, the main villain looks like... Grossolium? Grossolium? <laughs> it looks like 
Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, that guy does kind of sound like Ernest Borgnine, or at least an impression of Ernest Borgnine, because it looks so much like him. So is this show popular? Do you remember being popular? I remember. I loved it. Guess kids don't really have a sense exactly of what it sells well, what the ratings are. You know, they don't have a sense of what's successful. Just if the kids yeah. talking about it, they can talk about it. That's all there is to it. Yeah, I forget. I'm, I'm wondering. <laughs> I'm wondering if like this actually takes place in Tromaville itself. Oh my god, the intro is actually kind of close to the way the movie is. Yeah, it is. It's like, you know, here's a janitor working in a, a, a gym, an aerobics club. And you even see some like some of these like Tromaville kids, too. Yeah. Well, it definitely takes... It was also kind of a parody of like the whole mentality during the early 80s of Club Med. Oh yeah. You know the ninety eight pound weekly and becoming like a strong man? Yeah. Like a twisted take on that. Everybody's obsessed in the early eighties with like getting fit and get to the club. Exactly. Of course these of course these days most Americans are just obsessed with you know, just sitting well, down am, all day. Sorry, I am completely obsessed. I work at a gym. <laughs> so it's a it's yeah. a lifestyle choice. Yeah. Oh look at that chick just tossed them across the room. And <laughs> <laughs> that voice sounds so familiar. I forget who does that. I got, I got, I got the Valley Girl. I, I, I thought the Valley Girl thing died out, like sh- like shortly after it started. But no, like I got, I got, I got. You have to blame a good movie for something like that. Whatever, that's a great movie, Valley Girl. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see it. Toxic. Toxic Crusader, right? Yeah. And what were we looking up? Of course, Chuck Lorre. I'm going to IMDB that, see if that's really official, because that's... <laughs> that is just absolutely... That's just absolutely okay, hilarious. Anybody, anybody use that as a pen name? Okay. Chuck Lorre, loading. The only name I recognize of course, here. in any cartoon, this kind of thing happens. Huh? Like of course the girl, of course in any kind of movies, like she she persuades the geek into doing something for him. You mean like real life? Yeah, and of course he has to wear the tutu. Yep, very similar. That's exactly what happened in the old. And then well, this is only thirteen episodes long, but it was executive produced by Fred Wolf. Almost the same Fred Wolf that was a stand-up comedian worked on Saturday Live. Was the writing partner for uh, uh, not Dana Carvey, um, David Spade. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was the writer of Toxic Crusaders. Mask. Oh, this is a different cartoon. I don't even know. Wow. What the heck is this about? Oh, it's an older one. Then there's this. What's Defenders of the Earth? Oh, that was a really good show. That was really combined like Phantom. You know, the Phantom Purpose of the Four of the greatest comic strip heroes joined for. Oh, okay. Ming. They battle Ming, the Merciless. Yeah. Flash. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, he did. He actually wrote that, so it's been confirmed. Uh-oh. So besides the cartoon, the very short-lived cartoon, uh, Marvel Comics did an eight-issue comic book run of it. Here's the weird part is most comics back then had a particular artist and writer for the first at least, you know, 12 issues, whatever. Right. That was not the plan. 
they had one writer for each issue. Like, they must have grabbed people who did the cartoon and they would do an, ep- uh, an issue. So it's got a set theme. Okay, so first he melts and transforms into an old lady. And that didn't make sense. <laughs> it's pretty silly. Uh, <laughs> so he's turning something into very horrifying. <laughs> they all sing in unison. Oh, that's pretty cool. I like that kind of humor. Cla- <laughs> pretty classic. Oh no! Then of course it's a different, completely different uh, voice actor too. <laughs> and pretty much explains his whole situation without getting like already yeah of course there is a set out there of this the whole series is collected with all four movies mm-hmm. it, had, it had to be just for the adult fans so it's just I can't see anybody like marathon watch this with the little kids but the original movies this cartoon yeah uh, and of course they decided to add in a little pet because you know it's, it's, it's cute for every superhero to have a pet or a little sidekick or something yeah. And it said, add this little critter. It's a triple. That is a triple, except maybe slimier. Yeah, and it looks like a shrunken head. <laughs> but yeah, I think, yeah, you know, I guess they thought this, like, franchise could take off and get, like, get something going. Because I guess a lot of kids, I don't know, because, you know, some parents would, like, let their kids watch pretty much anything. Sure. But they wanted to do something a little more appropriate so parents wouldn't get all pissed off. Yeah. Even though, you know what, parents should blame themselves because they let their kids watch it in the first place. <laughs> Oh wait, this is his girlfriend. Instead of just playing her, what is that instrument called again? What? The one she's playing. It's not a, it's like not a big. Oh, it's one of those keyboard xylophones. Oh, is it xylophone? No, it's accordion. Sorry. Accordion, an accordion. I even have brain farts. I'm not a stupid man. I don't know, but I don't. I don't. Play, I don't. I barely remember that. <laughs> Well, Weird Al, Yan- Weird Al Yankovic played an accordion. And Judy Uh-oh. So then he gets... Oh, then they added... Gave him super sensory powers, of course, too. He doesn't look anywhere near as big as he does. Somebody's hurting an accordion? That's the danger? Not her getting hurt? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Like, yeah, wait to tell you. Wait to show these kids certain priorities. Yeah, save the accordion, but don't save the blonde girl. <laughs> The hairspray alone, these guys. Yeah. Oh gosh, total '80s punk kind of look. <laughs> you have to explain. <laughs> Acid rain. Oh crap! Did he turn him into a villain? He's a villain now. Oh no. Whatever great hero needs a good nemesis. Yeah, of course. Right here, just as he said, you know, there's also a, you know, classic 80s, 80s lines, you know, the tribute, little tribute to Dirty Harry. And then it's like, yeah, this people will take it seriously and think it's an actual question. <laughs> oh, I got a cold popsicle. Holy crap, my mouth is killing me. Yes. Is your brain going numb too? Oh, God. Come in help me out. Do you shoot out ice breath? Can you spit out ice breath now? Oh. No. no, you failed. No, it's like Mr. Freeze's catchphrase. It's like, chill out. <laughs> All right, everyone, chill. 
So, yeah, no, in the original movie, yeah, his girlfriend was blind. That's right, I forgot about that. But no, she's just like, oh my god, this green guy saved me, he must be really nice. Well, I mean, yeah, he could be. And that's probably the great part about the first movie, is that they did have that aspect. Yeah. Also, he sounds nothing like the Toxic Adventure in the movies. Nope. It's like, but it, it would make sense to like change his voice to still sound kind of geeky. <laughs> they're taking care well also that's kind of humor of like how villains acted in the movie they still kind of keep that somewhat because they're just they're kidnapping all these kids you and taking remember, them out of the building and... you remember the first movie it was insane yeah it was these guys ran over like little kids they're like points they would just shoot dogs yeah exactly they ran over old ladies too oh god one little dwarf old lady I think was just like a big drug runner oh. <laughs> that's why that's why that's why <laughs> and of course he's got a magic mop who tells him where things are <laughs> I do enjoy the absurdity of this because it is an insane concept. So if they went, it is. If they went serious with this, it wouldn't work at all. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's supposed to be goofy and just oddball. <laughs> I have a ball. Yeah, you just yeah, you did what ACDC did. Came with the wrecking ball, and then all of a sudden, these guys carry around these laser yeah, rifles. You say ACDC, not Miley Cyrus. Who cares about Miley Cyrus? I don't care about her. Nah. Yeah, she's just whatever. She can do what she wants. I, I don't see why people should be so, absurd, so upset with her behavior. <laughs> it's been done before. Of course, she's got nothing on Courtney Love. No. <laughs> crazy banana little town. Yeah. Of course, like all parties back then, no guns, just lasers. Laser rifles. Yeah, laser yeah, rifles. Yeah, and all the kids are happy. Yeah, I'm wondering. I can't remember if that furball turns into something giant and monstrous. What? I wonder. You think? You think it would have put Lloyd Kaufman in one of these episodes? I'm sure they're either going to, or they already have me notice it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! An orphanage. Never mind. It wasn't a school. It was an orphanage. <laughs> and it was also kind of I, th- I think also like big companies were kind of uh, upset about this That's pro- they probably had the show cancelled because you know they were afraid of like telling everybody about pollution and, wouldn't be, and the EPA would get on them and they wouldn't make as much movie oh yeah that too Captain Planet it's like damn it Ernest Borgnine what do I do how do you handle 80's heroes like this and there he goes to earn, always going to Ernest Borgnine to his ideas. Oh, there he is. <laughs> yeah, I forget the significance of that villain right there. That's right. He's supposed to play like the uh, the guy who was like driving around in the cars, running people over. It's like the boyfriend who helped cause that accident. Okay, I mean, yeah, it is just absurd. It's like there's there's a big, huge factory just polluting the entire that entire area. It's just absolutely gross. I mean, it's a little heavy-handed by kids. Sometimes just need something a little straightforward. Yeah, no, and, then and then there's just like they cut to the town where everything's all clean and there's like absolutely no smog or anything from the nearby the nearby factory. 
<laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. So I bet you kids are disappointed with the toy when you can do that. Yeah. That, okay, that voice actress that right there, that sounded familiar. Well, back then, these guys, they were, this is what they did for a living. They did strictly just do animation voice work. And they just bounced from show to show to show. And that was their careers. They didn't, they didn't hire known actors usually. Yeah, like, they oh. did. I know, yeah, it is. I, just, I can't remember the actress's name who does that. I can't, I don't want to say, it can't be Tara, can't be Tara Strong. You got the, uh oh, no, not the little girl. Yeah, and then he gets run over and flattened, like a classic cartoon gag. <laughs> I kind of think the toys are cool. If I was that age, I would, I would actually collect those. Those are pretty neat. Oh, that's Michael J. Pollard from, uh, oh, I mean, like Tango and Cash, but he's mostly known for uh, Bonnie and Clyde. He won an Oscar for Bonnie and Clyde. Michael J. Pollard, what you see him now? He's like, he's a crazy character actor. Looking him up at this right, mo- just right at this moment. He's in the house of a thousand corpses too, if I remember correctly. Oh, sweet! You'll know when you see his face. He's got a very unusual uh, style of acting. Gotcha. <laughs> and okay, you got it. Like, of course, the villain's kind of a bumbling idiot. Yeah. It's the Skeletor role. Skeletor set the standard in action-oriented uh, cartoons. You know, where the villain be kind of comical. You said Michael J. Pollard? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's right. Yeah, because, mo- yeah, it is. It is that kind of bad guy. He is stupid. They are kind of stupid. Looking, looking. Do you recognize him? Yes, I do. He's still alive? Yeah, he is actually okay. 74 years old. Oh my god, yeah, Jay Pollard and Scrooge. Uh, you know, I'm sorry, Dick. Uh, we didn't mean to disturb you, Mr. Burton. That's exactly who it is. Of course, no, she, <laughs> she still pretends to stay with him because she'd feel terrible and just absolutely guilty if she left him. That's for sure. Yeah, it's like yeah, I know. I mean, like you know, if, if anything, I'd love to have a friend like that. That'd be cool. The this, alien girls. Does Foxy get more friends to help him out? I mean, he yeah, he does. I think I remember someone being a giant dog. What? Huh? Like a dog man or just a giant dog, a clipper? Like a dog man. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> of course, you got that just ridiculous dialogue. Just pretty. It, was, it's, it seems like it was just pretty much improv. Just right there. Yeah, it's <laughs> oh god. <laughs> yeah, it was like, oh, like you said, it was making kids aware of like you know environment stuff. I think it was a before Holy Captain Planet. Jesus. There's a head on top of my head. That's insane. Yep. That's clever. Yeah, it that was. Surprise me. Cartoons do not surprise me anymore. I know, but this one did right now. Just a moment, like you know, he takes off his mask. Like, you think he would just take off that little breather, but no, it was yeah. his whole head. He's a cockroach. That's disgusting. That explains his love for disgusting things. Lettuce, four arms. Where's that flag coming from? And why the U.S. flag? What's the point of that? 
He's trying to sound patriotic. I know, but patriotic, you can be a political or uh, environmentalist, but you know, you have to be American. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, and they all start to shoot him. How does he just dodge all those bullets? I mean... <laughs> Wait a minute. his belt spins every time? Yeah, it does. Yeah, I know. If he did, that's oh. But then again, he's a. Then again, look at him. He's so mutated. He might. His body might function differently. He might have. He might have two. He might have two butts. (laughs) But no, he's got. Oh no, he's got a. He's got a wheel for a leg. And this guy kind of looks like a swamp thing, like a. Barely, barely. I mean, maybe the same idea. Oh, he's looking very softly. Yeah, you get the kind of idea. He's got like leaf face, general. <laughs> yeah, no, because if you notice in like every like cartoon one, like superheroes and stuff are charging up. It like takes a few seconds to them before their action. <laughs> Just yeah, like in Dragon Ball Z, it's like okay in that time frame that villain because it easily just killed him right there. He yep, oh, a giant sludge monster version of Godzilla. Here we go. <laughs> Why isn't it making a mess everywhere? That is that that's not no. Oh no, he took his his mop. His mop's trying. He his mop needs to clean him up. <laughs> it's like, what do they do now? They don't know what to do. The loss of the mop. <laughs> That's pretty much. <laughs> and, oh, that's cute. They made a, a reference to an action to another cartoon, uh, Heathcliff. We're not fighting Heathcliff. I can't remember Heathcliff. It was a really popular cartoon, but I got no memory of it. Yeah, it is. It was wonderful. Oh, this makes sense. This really worked. Why did he explode? <laughs> no idea. Was it dangerous kitty litter? Or was it some kind of like chemical... <laughs> was there like some kind of like chemical imbalance and then it just... Uh, maybe something in the kitty litter? Oh, like, you know, they, they, who knows? This company, his company probably... <laughs> probably supplied the kitty litter. There's something wrong with that kitty litter. They definitely need to make a case of that in this cartoon. <laughs> oh, it is Tromaville. They did call it Tromaville. This is like the, which is pretty much where every yeah, Troma movie takes place. takes place. Here, right? Oh, I love classic Nukem High. Oh, that was so 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 silly and so weird. Good save. Good save. <laughs> so, I was gonna yeah. say. Hey. <laughs> I heard the herder herder. Yeah, no, and all of a sudden they build a they they build this house out of nowhere in the swamp. Yeah, if anything. <laughs> oh, homewrecker. Literal homewrecker. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and now the mom comes in like a hazmat suit. Metal. <laughs> you got the annoying ditzy girlfriend, of course. 
The sad part is, I hate to say it, but years to run all these toxic people in this trash, you probably have cancer now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Honestly, I, I, I would like to see this cartoon redone again. That'd be pretty funny. I seriously doubt that. It was only 13 episodes. It's not like it was a call hit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? This probably reminds me of Attack of the Killer Tomatoes cartoon. Did you watch that? It's yes. Time. I really like that one. It was even a video game, I remember. Oh, wow. I have to look it up. I can see if I can get that. That's it for the first episode of Toxic Crusaders. <laughs> yeah. Say about it before we go? Uh, no, I, I, I mean, I've already said what I wanted to say, but I mean. I've never seen it, and I show, you know, most cartoons are like, uh, I, mean, I had to have been there at the time, but I actually kind of like this one. It was, was kind of nice. There's honestly no more cartoons anymore. That's why. Well, there's cartoons, it's just, they're all not on regular networks now, they're all like on special networks and stuff like that, the CN or whatever it's called now. Yeah. I don't you definitely know, like, this is spun off from a toy, or this is, um,. This is... Well, yeah, it did. Uh, there was a toy line for these guys, actually. Yeah. Ugh, she, uh, sorry. You, yeah, you can try Googling it. Uh, what are we doing? Yeah, Google, like, yeah, there was an actual toy line if you wanted to look up more info, info about it. It's Dr. Killamoff, the evil alien who wants to pollute the whole world. He's gonna smogify every tree in Traumaville, but look who's gonna stop him. It's Toxie, the trendy yet hideously deformed leader of the Toxic Crusaders. How does he do it? He's toxic but tasteful. This grime fighter really comes up with the works with his ever-faithful mom. They're gross, but they're gonna clean up the world. Toxic Crusaders! Hideously deformed action figures and toxic waste, each sold separately from Playmate. And uh, so today's episode is Swamp Thing. If I don't know if everybody remembers it, it was an animated cartoon for a couple seasons. My favorite childhood cartoon uh, ever. Ever. Definitely All right. One of them. Yeah. It's so awesome. I mean, it. Well, awesome. you got you guys have both seen it. I've never seen it before. I still have. I've, I still have the board game. I uh, I've seen the movies, but I've never seen the cartoon. What are you eating right now? I'm eating a sandwich, a chicken pesto and sunbushed tomato sandwich with fresh spinach and pesto aioli. I'm eating a carne asada burrito, but it has french fries in it. Fritos and Skippy peanut butter. Yeah, you're just kind of low, right? What the hell? Didn't you just buy an egg salad sandwich? Did you eat that already? Holy crap. Alright. So, we should be more professional than this, but screw it. Go grab a sandwich. Be part of the party. I'm going to watch a cartoon now. What we're doing back in tunes is we just find the first episode of the cartoon. We do a little running commentary on it. I've never seen this show, so this going to be fresh to me. But I do remember the movies. I did read the comic. So where do you find this? We found this on YouTube. It's the first episode. It's called The Unman Unleashed. And basically, just start it now.
Lynn, Ween, and Bernie Wrightson. My God, is Bernie Wrightson one of the most amazing artists ever? Oh my God. I thought Alan Moore was the creator of Swamp Thing. Nope. But he worked on Swamp Thing. Yeah. Okay, never mind. He changed. He changed a lot of what was going on. He made it much higher level with the, the uh, difficulty of scripts and. It really challenged what it could be, because, you know, Swamp Thing was kind of looked down on as like a C-level character. As much as Bernie Wrightson's art was just astounding, Len Wein did a good job creating the character. I believe Len Wein is also the co-creator of uh, Wolverine. Oh, wow. And then th- about Swamp Thing, here's a fact. Uh, in DC Universe Online, the video game, yeah. for PS3 and PC, Swamp Thing actually comes in, like, every once in a while on, uh, during spring. You know, where you have to take out Poison. He has he, he recruits you to help take out Poison Ivy. I have not played this game. We did. We are playing Injustice right now. Those Swamp yeah. Thing show up at all? No, not an Injustice, but nah. it's a great game. Too bad. I think I think Swamp Thing show, might show up in the mobile version. Do you guys ever read the comic? I barely read I've, it. I've read parts of the comic, um, like a few issues. Uh, but it's it, he's always been a big big character. Been really uh, always been one of my favorite characters. Um, they put out a, a really awesome toy line when this cartoon came out, and yeah, uh, they did. And I actually had to have every single toy, so I had the toys and the bases. I had like four or five different versions of Swamp Thing. One one changed colors. One glue in the dark. Uh, Swamp Thing Swamp Toy was amazing because you actually like could suck the character right through the swamp. Huh. It had these little foam pieces and you could pull the character through it so nice. that was uh, I I just loved my Swamp Thing toys and I loved this cartoon it was really great childhood memory watching Swamp Thing and playing with those action figures you guys ever watch the movies live action movies or the show I watched the, the first them. live action movie a couple of times it's kind of lame yeah it it's a little it's a little slow it's a little low budget yeah well it's really low budget Wes Craven like, tried what he could. I feel like I'm hanging out with a bunch of cocaine dealers ah. when I watch that movie because the the trashiness and the, like, it's very authentic. When you ah. the, <laughs> the, the trashy criminals. It's like, hey, you're a criminal. How much do I have to pay you to be a criminal <laughs> on film? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's Adrian Barbobot's Bill uh, Boobs. Oh, that's Amazing boob for just a few seconds. You see boob. Our bear, our our bro boobs. Adrian <laughs> Barbo boobs. Everybody. She's such a hottie. Everybody uh, always remembers the boobs. What? If you watch a movie as a kid, especially if you're a boy. Oh, it's all about know, the boobs. You're always gonna remember that boob. If you see a movie with no boobies, and then you you might not remember that movie 20 years later. <laughs> but if it had a boobie in it. I guarantee you, any guy is going to remember that movie. Fast times. Oh, yeah, Adrian Barbeau, she was also the voice of Catwoman in the Batman animated series. And Escape from New York, The Fog. Oh, yeah, I think she was uh, married to... Married John to, Carpenter. Yeah, she was married to John Carpenter for a while. And then the second one was Heather Locklear. Oh, yeah. Movie. Yeah, but that was by Jim Minorsky, who's known for, like, cheesy Z-grade. It was still fun. Yeah. And they brought in the little two kids. Actually, I'm going to say Return of the Swamp Thing is going to be better than the original Swamp Thing movie. I like it better. I remember reading the book for the adaptation for Return of Swamp Thing before I ever saw the movie. Oh, 
wow. Our library got it. I have no idea why. I love the vehicles in this cartoon. Right now, they they just rolled up in the uh, the frog catcher, and uh, it's just amazing. It's got these. If you're not watching the cartoon right now, it has huge, huge catcher on the front. What's with the kids? I think the, the kids, kids are trying to catch frogs in the swamp, and they don't know how close they are to swamp thing. Or how close they are to being a Rambo ripoff. Yeah, Bayou Jack does have a little bit of a Rambo vibe. He also looks like, who's this guy, Spirit from G.I. Joe? You remember? Kind of, yeah. Let's <laughs> think about uh, those two kids. I think they were uh, from the second movie. There was uh, like a, there was two kids trying to get... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. Right. Yeah, he... he uh, I think he portrays the same... The Scooby-Doo! Same, because I, I think later on in the cartoon, though, he'll, he'll try and take some pictures. Right. And then, of course, you've got this... Mad scientist villain. I love even... Dr. Arcane. Who was a big part of the movies and the TV show. I watched a little bit of the TV show, but it was kind of above my head. Oh, yeah. Oh, look, now he's just changing his little showing, ball. showing all the different uh, the, the abilities of Swamp Thing to yeah. Arcane. Yeah, because he could adapt it to anything. Spike, Spike Swamp Thing. Woody's Swamp Thing. Everything Swamp Thing. You can melt it. And then trying to catch him with a net is just absolutely cute. You just out. turn into liquid. Precisely. That looks like Ratcatcher from Batman, kind of. I had this toy. This was a toy here, too. The, oh, the, the machine. Where, and it you put the action figure on, and, and then it rolled. The base rolled. And then when you opened it back up, it had, it had trans- transformed into an unman. Yes, right. It was a great toy. Yeah. Uh, wait, I was thinking that a, a molding one was with the Terminator 2. Where you could, like, oh, take I remember that. Under it and put it in skin. No, yeah, this one, was, this one is the unmanned transformation. Right. I don't understand. It says there's only five episodes of this, but it aired between October 31st and May 11th. We just did that episode of Silverhawks where it was 65 episodes and it lasted less. How the hell did they string out five episodes with specials? Know. They played a lot of reruns, and they really pushed the sale of the VHS tape uh, release of the first episode. The VHS only had this first episode on it, and I Hold watched on. it over and over. Now that I'm looking at this, the pilot episode was aired on Halloween 1990, and then April 20th through May 11th, they aired the other four episodes. Wow. It was produced by Deke, or Dick, if you so can't... So they put out a VHS tape, right, before the other episodes um, aired? Probably. There you go. Which is how me and Jacob both own the VHS. <laughs> yeah, okay, these kids, they don't look like they're that old. They only look like 10 to 12. They, they, they sound in, like, the, in the bayou, you look like you're 10, but you're really 30, and you drive... It's all the moisture, right? It's all the <laughs> it's moisture of the swamp. The swamp. <laughs> uh, you got, oh, there's a villain called Weed Killer. Man, Weed that guy's evil. He hates 420. Yeah. <laughs> And then we got a giant bat creature. We got the giant bat guy. This definitely looks like something out of Scooby-Doo now. And of course, Swamp Thing Thing comes in to save the day. Yeah. And the kids kids have no idea because they're in the middle of a monster mash. I think there was a little team-up between uh, Swamp Thing and uh, Superman. There was some little... uh, Like a comic book? uh, Yeah, a little uh, special by Alan Moore. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, there was like this little... um, Green vegetative like did, did microcell that did swamp thing absorb some kryptonite and so every time he walked past Superman he was fucked. But I don't know why Superman would be in the swamp. No, honestly, does Swamp Thing ever leave the swamp? 
Oh, and then he went to Gotham City once. Was like, that was actually a big story. Alan Moore had him go to Gotham City and threaten Batman. Basically, if I remember correctly, saying that he could wipe out every single bit of flora, every single bit of living um, tree, plant, anything, if Batman didn't back off. I really don't know the story that well. I remember reading it, oh, wow. but I can't remember it very well. Hmm. So when he does, if, so now that I know he leaves the swamp, which I, I was unaware of, uh, what exactly does he do? Does he wear a trench coat like the Ninja Turtles, or no? Actually, no. Uh, or was Superman? He, no, Superman was like disguised as Clark Kent. He wasn't. He was just suddenly wasn't feeling well. No, no. I mean Swamp Thing. Oh. Not Clark. Not Clark Kent. But as far as like the, the story I was mentioning, yeah, he crashes into like these trees and Swamp Thing senses it. And he senses there's something uh, disrupting Superman, and Swamp Thing helps him. He saves him. Oh, so, Michael, do you have the answer to the question? Because Jacob's... Thought. What was the question? <laughs> uh, my question is, is, since Swamp Thing leaves the leaves the, the swamp for this uh, issue you were talking about, does what does he wear? Does he wear, like, a trench coat, like like the Ninja Turtles? Uh, more than likely a trench coat, that, or maybe a leotard. Mm-hmm. I don't know. A leotard. Okay, this part here. There's five. In the first run of the Swamp Thing toys, I can't believe there's so many. There were so many toys. That I there are five Swamp Things. Bio-Glow, Bio Camouflage, oh. Capture, Snap-Up, Snare Arm. The Snare Arm almost. Snare. Snare, Snare, Snare. Capture, Swamp Thing, and Climbing Swamp Thing. There was a video game for the Game Boy and NES, and they had just a bunch of other I'll random. Have to download on the bases are, were really cool, though. I, I like the... Swamp <coughs> oh yeah, that's right. Arcade's her uncle. Yeah. That's like, yeah, this is like, kind of more based off the second film. Definitely closer. Well, it was also closer to when the movie was made, so... Yeah. There was like, I think a seven-year gap between the first and second movie, and then only like a one-year gap between this yeah. and the cartoon. As far as those unmanned things, the design base for them, of course, all becoming forest monsters... Giant bats, giant snakes, centipedes, all creeping. Ah! That's again, it's two in a row. Silence your phone, damn it. Oh, you know, we are flashing back to when Swamp Thing became Swamp Thing. Oh, yeah, this is the, uh, the origin story episode. He's creating. What was he creating? He was creating some. T- he was trying He's, to help uh, out the environment. It's so that plants would grow faster. So that way he could uh, cure starvation. He, he thought it, if, if he had this serum, then the plants would just grow like and, crazy and, and eat everybody. And deforestation in some areas where it should be, where it needs to be a little bit more rich, where it could be vegetated. Yeah. The, the guy, I, I promise you that uh, it has to be the same voice that voices Cyclops in the X Men animated cartoon. I would be surprised. Oh, it is. It definitely is. I, I don't know who the voice actor is, but I, it, it's got to be. I mean, just listening to it, it now. That was my other favorite cartoon in the 90s. 93. Yeah. And I watched the X-Men. Oh, yeah, no, I watched, I watched X-Men, too. That was awesome. I was really happy when they brought in, uh, they started bringing in Colossus. And there's also Omega Red. Oh, Omega Red. Omega Red. Is hoping, he still? I was hoping Apocalypse would finally die someday, eventually. Oh, an archangel. When oh, the archangel, archangel, yeah, when he, uh, Apocalypse experiments on him. Yeah, no, that's when it, that's, when they brought him in, I was happy. That was cool, yeah. I was, that show made me really fond of Gambit, and, which was why I was so sad when I saw Gambit in the Wolverine movie. Well, oh, okay. Well, you know they're gonna bring him back. They're talking about 
Oh bringing Channing Tatum in as Gambit. As long as they bring in a different actor, because that guy's terrible. Well, you don't like John Carter? No. You don't like Battleship? No. You don't like Savages? No. Alright, you're good. <laughs> you're one of us. No, I kind of like John Carter. If I hadn't seen it all before, you know what I mean? Like, Battle, Battleship is just a garbage movie, but John Carter I like. It's just a lot of John it I've seen Carter. before. John Carter, Man of Mars. He's a garbage actor. He's acting. Oh. Acting you don't like Squinty McSquint-Squint? You know who was actually supposed to be playing Gambit? Uh, Josh Holloway. Yeah, oh, I remember that. I wanted Josh Holloway to play the character. But he couldn't do it because of the lost shooting schedule. Yeah, but that's what I wanted. I wanted him to do it. And he had some of the shittiest accent ever. Uh, the guy that ended up playing him. I was just like, it was just, his accent was all over the place. I don't know what he was thinking. Uh, Swamp Thing facts, guys. You guys know any facts about Swamp Thing? He's green. He is green. He fights for the environment. Uh, what? What do you know? I don't know anything. Oh, what? Wait, you're the fan of this. I'm Arr- the fan, but I just like. I, 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 I just been like I like watching it. I don't know. Yeah, this is like this is definitely something. It looks like the same anime. Of course, it is the same animation studio. You know, it's Deke, it's Captain Planet, Robocop. Uh, they do Toxic Avengers. Yeah, they did. Okay. They were everywhere, apparently. Um, I want to say they had a whole lot of success. Uh, Inspector Gadget probably being their biggest. Oh, no. I thought Captain Planet was a big success. Was that Deke? Yeah. Oh, okay. Captain Planet. I've never seen Captain Planet. What the hell were you... Was it... Oh, sorry. I was older. You were older. Sorry, I forgot. Wrong age range. Cam Crackhead. Yeah. You're like... You're like Smurfs. And you're like, like Snorks. Snorks. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Nobody watched Snorks. Oh, God. Oh, I watched Snorks. <laughs> I didn't watch You're more like the Gummy Bears. I love the Gummy Bears. Gummy Bears. That was my age group, the Gummy Bears, for sure. Disney Channel. The invention of the Disney Channel. Wait, 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 wait. You didn't see Gummy Bears in its original run? No, I, I saw it on Disney Channel. Oh, I saw it in its original run. Oh. Uh, Vintage. Lame-o. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody who's like, oh yeah, well, I saw Punky Brewster during its initial run, and I'm talking Punky Brewster, the animated series. <laughs> Wait, they had an animated series? Yeah, I have Glamour! Hey, Punky! What? He was like a little flying elf thingy who would grant her wishes! Oh, this part I thought was pretty cool right here, where you just transform to a bunch of... Cthulhu! Yeah. <laughs> He has that stereotypical villain voice. Pastor, Doctor, Rawr, Rawr. His voice seems really familiar too. Rawr, 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 Rawr. Rawr. One of the most disgusting. That is absolutely disgusting. I don't know what the hell. That looks like something in my it's lower a, intestine. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, and I love they they had the little rubber little heads on the oh. toys where you had to, you put the rubber head on top of the original guy. Yeah. And then he transformed. Barf. So you, instead of like marketing it as two separate toys, they actually made it so you could transform every character, which was cool. <laughs> Dude, I would be so terrified if I was touched by that thing. Just look at it. He looks like a Dracula. He looks, he looks like a rapist. Oh, alright. He looks exactly, that's what the villain looks like. That's why he's so evil. Like the Freud of the villain. Yes. 
evil, as in the tricks of the devil, evil. Oh, you know oh, what? God. The, the guy, maniacal laugh, maniacal laugh, maniacal laugh. The guy who I thought I, I thought he voiced Cyclops, but he's actually the, the like Senator Robert Kelly guy. Norm Spencer is the voice of Cyclops. Yeah, he looks like he's. Yeah, he's, at first I thought of it, but then I realized it is the the senator because he's always on the news making announcements during the first episode of the X Men. Right. Well, this guy's yeah, this guy's a bunch so of. Len Len Carlson is the guy that voices Swamp Thing. Right. In this for this cartoon. Oh, he also uh, did some voice work for uh, the animated series Beetlejuice, which I also was a big fan of as a kid. I do remember loving that cartoon. That, that, we have to do an episode of that. This guy, I think he's, he looks more like, uh, what's his name, Billy from uh, Predator. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> he, sounds, he sounds just like him, too. <laughs> Maybe these guys are from Predator. Maybe there's a little bit of a... Uh-oh. Because <gasps> they're all going to die. <laughs> hey, Billy. I got a joke for you. <laughs> None of which were appropriate. Yes, of course. Now they're devolving Swamp Thing. They want to extract his genetics. But of course, the little kids are going to save him with their... I need to know the experiments. Where did all these frogs come from? Oh no, my terror, my weakness. <laughs> oh god. And then they're gonna. Ru- oh, they're ruining. The- they're destroying the lab. They're not. Oh, of course, the kids had to fall through the grave. Come on, they weren't that heavy. Smoke on the water. Uh oh, he's almost done. He's almost done extracting his. His juices, his swamp juices. Is it just me, guys? Or does it seem like a lot of voice actors are are, are pretty old? Well, I mean, they've been doing it since like the '60s, and they still do it. Like, yeah, they just keep going, going. Well, the problem is, is they aren't really cultivating new voice actors. A lot of these guys, yeah, definitely been around since the '80s or earlier. Yeah, because they've been focusing more on stars, people who are in AIM. So it's like, I mean, the guy that voices Swamp Thing and Arcade, and the other guys that. They've oh. all been around for since the early '60s, and they—they're all like in their '80s, and they still work. Yeah, it's just their specialty, doing voice work. Oh gosh, like the guy who's doing uh, who still did uh, uh, Optimus Prime, Ducktales. Oh really? Yeah, he's, he's still. Yeah, he's actually still doing. When they came out with the uh, Ducktales game uh, remaster. Oh, they redid oh, really? voice. Yeah, yeah, all all the same voices, all the same voices. Nice. Yeah, it's just crazy now how many years they can, you can put in because nobody has to see you. you exactly. Know, right. You take care of your voice, you can work forever. Like butter. Except for Mark Hamill. Well, Mark Hamill, I don't know. When he tries to do Joker, you can definitely tell he's gotten older. Really? Yeah. You know, I could tell when Mel Blanc was getting older. When he would do the voice and it would just change. Right. Uh-oh. Save Swamp Thing. Put him in the water. Moisturize him. Moisturize he everywhere. Like, he looked like Genghis Khan for a second. <laughs> he looked like a hun. You get water and you're just like... It's like it's like the sun for for Superman. Yeah, or spinach for Popeye. Or puppy power. Puppy power. Oh, we should, no we should do a puppy power. No, we should do a back and tune of that. I We're not anywhere near Scrappy Doo. That little bastard. 
I love puppy power. Uh. What about Hong Kong Fui? I would, I would watch Hong Kong Fui. I love Hong Kong Fui. I love Hong Kong Fui too. I almost awesome. bought the Hong Kong Fui action figure. I like Underdog. Underdog is always a good one. Uh, oh, Underdog, yeah. Oh, oh gosh. Fairy Tales for Every Child. Story time. It was on uh, HBO. They would take like all these, um... They would take like these old classic fairy tales and like kind of twist them around a bit, like... Well, I remember Fractured Fairy Aladdin Tales. Aladdin actually took place in China instead of, uh... Oh, East. okay, this is weird. And George Takai was in it. He, I think George Takai. Yes, he was the voice. I think he was the one who played Jafar. Or Jafar. I'm oh, sorry, Jafar. I just keep wanting to say this. I just keep on talking to his voice all the time, Captain. Oh, my. Oh, my. Yes. <laughs> this guy. I think I had a by you figure. Jack. I, I had an action figure of that guy. I still have an action figure by you, Jack. That's one of the few figures. Uh, from you have it right now? I still have, yeah. Holy crap. We got to take a picture of that. Of course, I have Bayou Jack, and I even have his little, uh, I think I even have his little backpack that squeezes water still. You there's a lot of, water out of it. did you notice there was a lot of toys in the late 80s, early 90s had like, water squeezing capabilities? Yeah. yeah. Squirting, ki- squirting. They, they squirted. Yeah. Bayou Jack squirted. Do you think we're ever going to have another episode of this that's appropriate for children? Nope. Squirter. <laughs> hey, I, I when not. I was going to join this podcast for the first time, I was uh, worried that my language would uh, get me in trouble, but then... Uh, about about thirty seconds into my first podcast with Michael, he drops an f bomb, and I'm like, "Oh, we're good." <laughs> you know, plus, hey, you know, Howard Stern pretty much talking about in every subject, he would always mouth off. So hey, if anything, we're just taking an example. He just grew a tree. Do you think Swamp Thing stinks? His hands. Do you think he just stinks he, like hell? He might. He must reek. I don't know. Then again, he also sewage smell. Well, he did have the little flowers, though. He had little flowers growing. Yeah, all that, he might get I guess, I guess he could grow a bunch of roses out of his ass cheeks. Oh, man. You think Swamp Thing's stoned all the time? You think he grows a little bit of... Oh, yeah. He looks I'm like sure. Gonge. He yeah. looks like a he giant does. chunk of Gonge. I'm sure he probably does. I think, still I think Oscar the Grouch is his cousin. <laughs> I think he created he Oscar the Grouch. <laughs> Oscar the Grouch is really just uh, garbage bacteria that, that, that uh, mutated and can talk now. I think he might be related to something. Uh oh, 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 look at Arcane's a monstrous villain now. I've said that accident. Now he looks. He like looks like guy. my foot. He <laughs> turns. He eventually turns into a spider. His skin looks. He turns into a spider man. Wait, no, he's a bat. No, he's a spider. Spider bat. <laughs> he's something crazy, man. Spider bat pig. Man, bat pig. <laughs> we we should actually we should play the uh, Swamp Thing board game. I have it. It's an amazing game. Is it board game like B O R E D? No, it's, ah. it's really fun. B-O. It's not boring. All right. I wish there was a board game. Yeah, board game of what? Speech. Like you uh, being bored. Yeah, the boring thing is you have two choices. You get to one. You have to make the crazy choice or the boring simple choice. Yeah, yeah. The more the more dangerous, the more points. Yeah, the episode's already over. Yeah, we're gonna have to do overall, like a million more podcasts. No, overall, this Just kidding. This this is a badass cartoon. It was pretty cool. It, was, it is action packed. Why was it only five episodes? Oh god, any environmentalist would love this. I don't know. I think it was only five episodes because uh, networks are really stupid. <laughs> That's nothing new. I yeah. think those movie manga people suck. That was a really strong opinion. I was like. 
Hey, look, Bill and Ted. There's also the Bill and Ted's cartoon. That's that one we got to cover. Garbage Bill Kids cartoon. Oh, Mutant League. Mutant League. Mighty Max. Who remembers Mutant League? I remember Mutant League. Mr. T. Mr. T. Brave Star. Cops. Oh my God, no, Brave Star. Bionic Six. I love Brave Star. That was such a good. I don't remember that one. King Arthur. Was there ever a mask TV show? I remember the toys. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. The cartoon. I haven't had the toys. The cartoon kind of sucks. Oh no, Brave Star is one we definitely have to go over. Street dinosaurs. Sorry, these, nobody at home knows what we're talking about right now. Dinosaur. We're looking at the we're looking Mostly at a screen. That comes the recommendation up. for YouTube. Yeah. yeah um. So yeah, if you have any suggestions for cartoons or game for anything, some of it might suck. We've watched some really god awful pieces of crap. That we did. Battletoads. Uh, was that was that the worst that we watched so far? That one hurt. Yeah, uh, well, I haven't seen it. Um, You'd cry, Scott. You would have. Oh, we whimpered. Video game. Though, oh, so. we quit. We just quit. We we're like, uh, forget no, it. We're done. You should do Bye, a podcast while playing Battletoads. <laughs> Swamp Thing rises again to crush evil arcade's monster maker. Help! Arcade has got me in his clutches. With my transducer, I can create an army of unmanned monsters. Save me, Swamp Thing! Snap up! Swamp Thing rises to the rescue! Ah! Can Swamp Thing save him? Yes! Now for a taste of your own medicine! Gotcha! Swamp Thing, Guardian of the Earth. New transducer, Snap Up Swamp Thing, Arcane and Bio Jack, each sold separately. You know, there are times I'd stay up late at night, you know, because, you know, late night cartoons, like Toonami or something like that, they'd play, like, or Boomerang, they would play, like, all these old, uh, old cartoons, this would be on a lot, especially, like, early in the morning, and right before I had to go to school, so I'd only see, like, half the episode, I'm like, I want to see him kill, I want to see him destroy the monster, <laughs> but no, I, I, I have to say this, I wish every Godzilla movie was, um, basically 45 minutes long. I don't care about the humans. I never cared about the humans. All I like cared about was Godzilla, and whenever he died, I was like, "Yeah, I mean, seriously, I, you, I would pay the same amount of money for half the movie if you just ditched all the shit I don't care about." There's maybe been four movies. Uh, SOS was really good with the characters. Uh, Final Wars wasn't bad, but that was that one. I have to say was a little bit cheap because it was almost all battle. Almost the entire movie is just fighting. Pacific Rim. Well, that's not a Godzilla movie. That's a kaiju movie. All right, um, that's still- 1998's Godzilla. I will actually sit through it. I know everybody hates it, but I will actually sit through it because I actually like Matthew Broderick and Hank Azaria a lot. Oh, yeah, of course. And Jean Reno. Jean Reno? Cannot forget him. I love it when he's like, hey, how are you doing, partner? <laughs> Chew some gum. Okay. Uh, forget Maria Bella, though. Good God, she's terrible. Maria Bella? Well, not Maria Bella. Um, Maria Patillo? Patillo? I think that's her. She was like, that's the only movie I've ever seen her in. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe that's it. I don't know. But this definitely looks like... Yeah, the animation for especially for oh, the 70s. Is, yeah, this is definitely... Hanna-Barbera? Is it Hanna-Barbera? I thought it was Filmation. It definitely looks like Filmation style, but it doesn't look too far off of Hanna-Barbera either. Yeah, it's actually done really well. Or Ruby Spears. Who's Ruby Spears? Ruby Spears. They used to work for um, Hanna-Barbera, but they went off on their own in the early 80s, I believe. Oh. They went off and did about a couple dozen cartoons by themselves, and then it got purchased by Warner Brothers, and what the fuck is that? Was that Godzuki? Yeah, it is. Oh, it's Godzuki. Yeah, it's a little flying creature. I I don't know. Is he Godzilla's bastard child? Or uh, apparently. I, did he have sex, or does he have eggs? I can't remember the old movies that well. I know. It's been a while. Godzuki, I remember Godzilla had a child, and he was born from an egg. He was a shitty, shitty costume. But I do remember seeing quite a few of those. Uh, I remember there are Mystery Science Theater 3000. That's the first time I actually ever watched a Godzilla movie. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I think. I feel like I had seen the 1985 version. 
Um, before that, I remember the 85 version, it was supposed to be huge. New World really put a lot of money and time into it, and it tanked hard. Oh, wow. It was a pretty entertaining movie, too. This, I will say, like, already you can see, like, the human characters. A couple white kids. <laughs> it looks like C-Lab. It looks like C-Lab 2020. And, of course, there's his black, his, his to- I guess, uh, is that his assistant? Token! Token black, or is, this, is it his token black friend? Basically. Uh-oh. Big tsunami coming. Uh-oh. <clears throat> oh, no. <laughs> Word face. Everybody... Quick, little montage of uh, worried face. Zoinks! Uh-oh. Whoa. It was a Godzuki guy. Of course, he was there for the kids. Didn't he do martial arts or something insane? Didn't Godzuki know martial arts? I don't know, but he could breathe fire, too, like his daddy. I remember uh, some of the offspring, the spin-offs of Godzilla. Uh, Mothra was huge. Oh, yeah. Mothra definitely. was a movie before Godzilla, though, right? I don't know. It's been a while. It's been a while since I looked into Godzilla. Wait, no, I have this wrong. I'm sorry. Mothra came out after Godzilla, but was not part of the Godzilla world until later. Yeah. I thought Gamera was definitely... I, wait, was Gamera... Gamera, Gamera was, was a different just, company. Oh, okay. But yeah, now here it is. Look at this. They just immediately push a button and call Godzilla. How can you get... How can, how can you... He's got a beeper. How can they can control him, though? I mean, look at him. He doesn't no idea. take shit from anybody. He's freaking Godzilla. Then there was Godzilla 2000. That, that I remember when. That was fun. I remember that. I remember Godzilla, Godzilla vs. Biollante was set straight to video after four years. Miramax bought the rights. And they were supposed to release it, and they decided on it for four years. It's oh, wow. pretty good. Well, so far, yeah, I, as far as... Yeah, Godzilla 2000. This is not the one where he, where he was melting down. He was getting extremely hot. There was about to be this huge nuclear meltdown from him. Uh, now I'm starting to get confused with movies. Okay, so in the 85 one, it was a huge ship. 89, it was the giant plant monster. And they kind of remade a lot of them. They like redid Godzilla vs. Godzilla. I don't remember uh, 2000. Okay. I've seen it, but I don't remember it. Yeah, no, I hear it. And Godzilla's just like, God damn, Godzilla, what are you doing? Stop trying to f- swim. You can't swim. You're too young. Get back on the boat. Yeah, but no, then you got the two little kids. You just... <laughs> Did you ever watch the uh, Gamera movies? Yeah, I did. Those are all on Mystery Science Theater. They're a lot of fun. But um, I have to say, once it got into the 90s, there was a, a new series. There's three of them. And uh, they're really easy to get. They're on Blu-ray, like at Walmart, Kmart, so like that. Oh, okay. Fucking cool. great. They're really dark, though. As far yeah, I remember seeing a Gamera movie when I was a kid. It was pretty trippy. I want to see Godzilla versus Gamera, damn it. That would be that would be a pretty that would be pretty trippy. What if he what if he's brought in at the end of God, this new Godzilla movie? Oh, I would shit my pants. Yeah, so every, look, everybody's got a, kind of a fro. Except uh, for... I love the fact that Dark Horse put out a comic for Gamera and then said the original Ninja Turtle. The original, or the original Mutant Turtle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but look, it's like, okay, everybody's... Of course, you can tell the characters, it definitely takes place in the 70s Everybody with everybody's hair. You know, you got the, you know, the token black oh, game. Oh, yeah. The hair helmet. Basically, hair helmets are really easy to design. And then everybody... And I think that, that kid's got, like, luscious little feathered golden hair. Kind of looks like He-Man. Probably He-Man's kid. The- yeah, because the other guy, the I think the captain of the boat, the one who pushes the button to call Godzilla, looks, I think, nothing like a... Wait, what, what's going on with the ship here? Are they on skis? Oh, okay. Didn't know it was possible with a ship that big. <laughs> yep. Yeah, the the animation definitely looks kind of like Hanna-Barbera. You know, if this Godzilla movie's a hit, there's going to be another Gamera. There'll probably be another Mothra. Probably. It's like, you gotta... Well, I mean, I think they're trying to introduce it to a younger generation. Yeah. 
There was there was a version of Gamera in 2006 that was a fucking flop. It tried to turn into a like, cutesy little kids movie. Everybody hated it. That's not gonna work. Nope. How the heck can you turn something like Gamera into it? Just a cutesy little kids movie. I mean, well, giant this, monsters this, eating each yeah, other. Yeah, the 60s version was kind of kid oriented. Well, because kids would go see it. Because grown-ups were like, "Fuck this shit." Yeah, I know. If anything, I just... Godzilla movies are looked down on. They really are. Why? Especially the early ones, man. I thought they were funny. I thought they were wonderful. They were just absolutely terrific. I mean, you know, Shaq Monsters, my parents let me watch anything. They didn't, like, want to limit me to anything. They didn't care. No, but I'm just saying grown-ups don't watch Godzilla movies. They don't watch Godzilla Gamera movies. It, it takes a special grown-up. Not special in the head, but, I mean, just, like, someone who just, like, fuck it, I don't care. I want to see a cool movie. I want to see monsters destroy yeah. each other. I want to see a monster destroy everything. Oh, hey, there's my there's my old workplace. Yay, thank you, Godzilla. <laughs> boss was a dick. <laughs> Yeah. Of course, there's been lots of Godzilla comics. I remember reading, like, uh, a black and white version from Dark Horse back in the 90s. Right. There's a 70s comic from Marvel, I believe. 70s comic from Marvel? Really? Yeah. Dang. It was around for a while, too. I think it was, like, 60 issues or something like that. I could be wrong. Yep. Oh, here we got the Firebird. I don't know. He looks, looks just like a pterodactyl. Just a regular pterodactyl. Or is it a phoenix? There hasn't been a whole lot of kaiju movies over the last 20 years... Yeah, no, kaiju, I didn't know that was an actual term before... Uh, oh, I just mean Scott Brown, yeah. Oh, kaiju big battle, do you remember that? The wrestling where you dress up as monsters and you destroy little buildings in the ring? It was really popular for about four or five years. You know, actually, just speaking of video games, there are actually some Godzilla video games. Oh, no, I played them, they're killer. For the game oh, games. they're so good. I know. Yeah, they were pretty Except awesome. for the first, like, Nintendo ones, those are... Fucking weird. I don't know. GameCube ones? No, just the regular Nintendo. Oh, okay. I, I don't understand what's... Yeah, Nintendo there's a couple in the 80s I just didn't understand whatsoever. I'll have to look them up on my phone eventually. But here's the thing about... Um, was King Kong a secret character? Yeah, no, that was a huge matchup. King Kong and Godzilla. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, there you go. He-Man's little bastard. <laughs> and now they have a floating car. What the hell? That's ridiculous. That's redonkified. Um, Where is this... So it looks like there's two lols in the Godzilla movies. 1975 was the last of the 70s series, like especially the Hondo series and Fukata. And then um, it came back in 1984, which is called Godzilla 1985 in America. Oh. Still not on DVD. Still not on DVD. Wow. What the hooey. You'd think this would be the perfect opportunity to get it out. Um, it took another small gap in 89 with Godzilla vs. Biollante. Then it died off in 95 for Godzilla vs. Destroya right. to do the American version. Which okay. they thought was going to be the new standard. Which it wasn't. No. And then, he looked like a giant iguana. <laughs> and then Godzilla 2000 is when they rebooted. They, they kind of, the costume is not too far off. They really evolved it a lot. A lot of spikes, huge size, menacing face. I think, I think the 90s Godzilla 2000, whatever you want to call it, I guess we call it the Millennial Series. Yeah. Um, that Godzilla has almost like a feline face. Does that make sense? I, I guess. It looks more like a tiger. Yeah, it has more of a, uh, you know, the claws and the snout. And... Oh. Oh, here we go. Here's Godzuki. It's okay, Godzuki. Godzuki, what are you afraid of? It's fire. You breathe it. You're... Oh, yeah, you're a very helpful kid. You can't even try to help pull him up, you asshole. Holy crap. Did you know this? That Godzilla was re-released in 1976. And completely re-edited and put color footage in, graphic death footage. Uh, by Luigi Cozy, the guy who did Hercules and Star Crash. He released in Italy in color with tons of gore. 
That's Dude. insane. And and you took out World War Two or he took out like Japanese parts or whatever and injected like footage from World War Two. Weird. That is. That's pretty weird. Uh-oh. What the? Right, volcano. What? How many other? Unless they're like uh, near Hawaii. What other volcanoes erupting? Gosh, kid. Well, you can only get it in Italy, though. It's never released anywhere else. I'm curious to see how gory this fucker got. Me too. I mean, like, how gory? Like, how can you define, like, like the 1930s gory? Or I have no idea. Do you remember the commercials with Charles Barkley and Godzilla playing basketball against each other? Have you ever seen I this? I think so. I, well, I think it was a Nike commercial. Oh, my God. It was a big deal. Yeah, it was. Up. There's the Firebird, the giant pterodactyl. I thought it was going to be made of actual fire, but no. <laughs> oh, we're actually seeing a commercial for when it aired on TNT. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I want to edit that out. During like the whole big uh, Godzilla marathons, I think, in release to the new movie. I think it was from the 80s. Oh, yeah, from the 90s. Like, late 90s. <laughs> Scientific types. I was like, wait, what, what the hell is that George Lucas looking guy supposed to be? <laughs> supposed to be? Is he not a scientist? I thought he would be. Those are some serious 70s glasses right there. Yeah, they are. Uh oh. <laughs> what were the you remember his villains what were your favorite of the villain oh gosh there's uh, it's kind of a tough choice I don't uh, count Mothra as a villain obviously he's more of a hero I like King Ghidorah the three heads like, he made a weird sound yeah. wait wait did I say it wrong I thought it was King Ghidorah, Ghidorah. I don't know I don't Ghidra. yeah I me, mean, I'm wrong it's either that or Mechagodzilla or Mecha was pretty awesome yeah, I'm thinking, yeah, it's either between those two. There's also, uh, oh, there's another one. I don't what? even know, I can't even keep oh, up with all these villains. <laughs> Mega Guirus, there was Destroya, Space Godzilla, I remember Space Mega Godzilla. Gadget, Mega Ghidra, Space Godzilla, what's Space Godzilla? I don't know, he shot lasers, I never saw that one. Maybe he shot lasers from his eyes, I don't, I don't know. I never saw that one I, either. Oh, there, it yeah, can't be, can't be metal Godzilla. There's Megalon, there's Gigan, there was Hedora. Hmm. Uh-oh. Then they combined them all for Destroy All Monsters, which is a huge hit, because actually the movie started dying out, and all of a sudden they brought that out, and it was a huge hit. Yeah, Godzilla Destroy All Monsters? Yeah, yeah. bringing everybody together, except for Gamera World. Arr, two different franchises! Here we go, uh-oh. Oh, there's King Kong versus Godzilla, obviously. Yeah, there was like, I think back in like, Right when King Kong and Godzilla came out around the right time? Nope. King Kong came out in the 1930s. 1931, King Kong, or Godzilla, would I say that backwards? King Kong came out in the 30s and Godzilla came out in the 50s. And then it was in the mid-60s when they combined them. And then King Kong was popping again, but King Kong wasn't stop motion, it was a guy in a shitty suit. Yeah. They just go like, And then it was King Kong, um, I want to say King Kong Returns? Yeah. And then I remember there was Frankenstein, it was like King Kong versus Frankenstein or something like that? I don't remember. How is that possible? No, Frankenstein was huge. He was a giant monster. I know, but that's ridiculous. Okay, here we go. Firebird and Godzilla about to go at it. 
Like, uh-oh, I'm the only big monster in this neighborhood. Does Cloverfield count as kaiju since it was CGI and not like a, a suit? Then I guess Pacific Rim would be kai- would not be considered kaiju under those terms. Oh, Pacific Rim CGI count? Because of all the kaiju yeah. they were fighting. But yeah, does Cloverfield count as kaiju? I don't know. Probably. Oh, here we go. Big bat, big fight scene about to happen. Finally. There's Ultraman. All been waiting. Oh, Ultraman. Ultraman was kaiju. I thought Ultraman, yeah, they were fighting kaiju. But as far as a, but he was a Jaeger, if anything. That's true. Sorry, I said that wrong. But I, I would consider it part of that genre. It was definitely like watching. It was definitely like watching Power Rangers again yeah. as a kid. <laughs> That's why I think a part of me likes Power Rangers, just because it has really fast action and it has a kaiju element. Yeah, and giant robots. But I mean, yeah. it was really funny. I remember Jet Jaguar. Is it Jagger or Jaguar? Um, I think I'm, I'm not saying sure. Hey, what the heck? This Godzilla shoots laser beams out of his eyes. That's, that's BS. No, he never did that. That's so ridiculous. Come on, breathe fire. I think Godzilla kind of looks like crap. He does. He looks just like a regular T-Rex. Well, he looks like a squishy toy. Oh, yeah. See? Oh, then Firebird just goes and hides in the volcano. All, all yeah. Godzilla's got to do is just break right through it. He's Look at that killer strong. stash. That's a killer yep. stash right there. You know what? He, Gazuki kind of reminds me. This sounds weird. Have you ever read Foxtrot? The Sunday paper, you know, the cartoon strip? Foxtrot? New. Oh, well, he has a little lizard who looks just like that. <laughs> Here we go. Uh oh, look out, Godzilla! Look out behind you. You go grab you. Go, go, Godzilla! Uh oh. He must oh, be no, really he strong. Godzilla. Godzilla weighs a ton. You realize the power of those wings would have to be. Dude, grab one of his wings. Oh no! I do I have to say the animation's that. pretty solid. It is. I just don't like the design of Godzilla. Oh no, no like the it. look. But I mean, I'm just saying the movements are really good. Yeah. I'm actually kind of excited about all this. Uh oh, Whiplash! Okay, you just use your tail. Yeah, <laughs> she does. That I thought was pretty funny. See, even Godzuki's laughing at it. Godzuki like, looks a little drunk. Actually, Godzuki looks like a little man with no teeth. Yeah. Yeah, that's good job, Shining. Yeah, we should all potatoes. And now look, now look, just now they're just dancing. <laughs> that, I thought, that I thought was only another little animation right there. Uh oh, Godzilla! Godzilla's pissed. Then again, he's. The I don't think Godzilla's helmet. happy, is he? Godzilla might have been a little bit happy at the end of those 60s movies when he had a son. Yeah, but as far as this goes, like right here, being happy right here, I don't know. Like being controlled by a bunch of people, by a bunch of little people yeah, that he likes to destroy and eat. Yeah. She looks like she's Baba Wawa's. Who's retiring this week? Barbara Walters is retiring. Oh, wow. Like you keep saying she was so significant to news. I'm like, no, no, you weren't. No. Not anymore, no. She's no, I don't think she ever was. My mom said she was because she got interviews that nobody else could get interview, get interviews with. But uh, I don't think that counts as solid news unless you're talking like politicians. I think she just interviewed actors. Yeah, who knows? Oh, gosh, who knows? Who's going to be replacing her too? I feel like sure. I feel like this is like a weird character. Like that's characters from what ha- what's happening. The other ones from Mary Tyler Moore. Is it popping his egg? The guys don't just pop his got And then you got Welcome Back, Cotter. Yeah. Then you got, oh god, who would that little kid represent? Not the, Dennis the Menace. Barry Bunch. Yeah. Cousin Oliver. <laughs> Cousin Oliver from Brady Bunch. That is exactly who they were all based off of. Uh oh. Now they're in the snow. Uh oh, Firebird. Firebird's out of his element. She Ugh. looks like an annoying ex girlfriend. Firebird. Give me my money. Ah. Oh my god, I can't believe you just did that. I'm pasting this on Facebook. 
What was that face for? I didn't make a face. Oh my god, you just made a face. Like I can disgust you or some shit. When, uh, I have to tell this story real quick. Um, when the Godzilla movie in 98 was coming out, I was, uh, I was drinking pretty heavily. And one night I just went way too far. I combined boons with tons of Jack. I mean, just fucking shitless. I try. I, I mean, just kept drinking and drinking and drinking. Shots of Jack. I'm not a heavy person, what the and I was fuck? having an empty stomach. And I, I don't feel anything. I'll take another shot. Twenty minutes later, I don't feel anything. I take another shot. Within an hour and a half, I'm screwed up. I'm completely losing it. We're in Walgreens, and I'm ready to chuck. I run out of the building. I throw up like four or five times. I get home, and I feel like I'm dying. I wake up the next morning. All I want is to get something, something in my stomach to settle it. Uh, and I go over you to... another bottle of sh- No, no, shot no. Shot. I go to the cafe, uh, the cafeteria, whatever. This is when I was in college. I went over to the cafeteria, and my head is fucking pounding. I feel like shit. But I gotta get something in my stomach. And because the Godzilla movie is being promoted nonstop, they're showing this, you know, the, the Godzilla scream and whatever, this guy comes into the cafeteria and starts going, Yeah! I get top of his lungs. He kept doing it over and over, and I never wanted to stab somebody more in my life than that morning. I wanted to hit him with my plates, my um, my tray, and then stab him with my fork. Yeah. Oh, God. And on top of all that, after all that, we're like, hey, you want to go to the Chinese buffet? I'm like, hey, I feel pretty good. I'll go. After my first plate, oh, I don't feel too good anymore. I'm going to throw up. What the fuck was I thinking? Just, I should have taken it slowly. Like, Chinese buffet? Really? Not very good. Okay, Firebird's in the water. Okay, why? He sh- he's dead of his own. He's hiding. Oh, definitely. He has no power now. Well, then again, Godzilla can't shoot his lasers or his... He's like, oh, I found you now. Oh, he's... <laughs> he just, <laughs> just casually pushes a rock. He's like, hey, I'll cover this entrance. Then I'll cover that entrance. Yeah, let's see where you're going now. Let's see you get out now, motherfucker. I still don't mind the 98 movie that much. It's not smart at all, but... I'm really excited about this new one. Monsters is great. Did you see it? Gareth Edwards, the guy who's doing the new Godzilla movie, he did a movie called Monsters a couple years ago. I'll have to look into it. Really good. I think it's on Netflix. Like Monsters Inc. Oh, look, Godzilla looks happy no, now. No, hey, it's, yeah. it's actually kind of a guy, uh, kaiju movie as well. It's just like two reporters who are in No Man's Land where monsters have shown up and destroyed everything. It's like South America or something. Wow. They're just trying to get to safety. That's all there is to it. It's a really good movie. I think I heard Really that. low budget, too. The Katsuki's okay, too. Yay! Jeez. Steady as she goes. He's only a, he's only a baby. Relax. Oh, he splashed himself. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, kid. I can eat you. <laughs> he could. God damn. Why is everybody... Why is everybody... What a douche. Yeah. Let's no, no, that little kid's a douche. You know what? That is because of the sure, kick him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a helicopter from C-Lab 2020 being reused. Yep. Now they have to tell him. Chopper Dave! That's so mean. Look at that. Poor Godzuki. I love how he's just, like, thinking. Yep. And that's it, right? Am I wrong? I believe so, yeah. There's going to be any credits. Oh, what the hell is that? A giant crab thing? I've seen crabs that Yeah, day. see, I told you. Barbera. Well, all right, Barbera. all right. Yeah, but still, as far as it goes... I don't know, that was a fine episode. If I was a kid in the 70s, I'd be, like, enticed to watch this. Oh, yeah, definitely. But at the same time, it's like, why would anyone control Godzilla? That oh, cool. I don't know. It's like, are they going to make a movie out of this, where guys just control Godzilla? And, and Godzilla not with food. Free? And not with food. Does exactly. Godzilla eat? Well, you kind of have to. I think he eats plenty of fish. 
Does he? I never see him eat. You never see him just like, oh, there's another monster I gotta fight. Hold on. In a cartoon, you never see him. In a cartoon, no, you never really see him eat. Or the movies. Well, in the movies, no, he'd kind of eat like a shitload of fish. Then, of course, he'd store it and give it to his babies, and that's why the babies start eating people. You're so far away from the oh, mic right now. That's right, I am. I was just, I was just stretching and laying back. I wish I, our microphones are supposed to be really powerful to catch it from far away, but I guess it doesn't really do it. Yeah, well, as far as it, I think they just eat, yeah, they just eat a lot of fish, and this is why they tried eating people. In yeah, that movie. Did, does he ever eat people? I so I feel like he did in the beginning. The babies did in the '98 movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's 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 out of canon. Hey, Sean Reynolds still survived. Yes, did Hank Azaria and that one chick and Matthew Project. So and the one chick we can never. I'm pretty sure it's Maria Patillo. I forget the name too. But yeah, overall, no, it was a pretty cool cartoon. But I don't know, like, but now we'll just have to wait and see for this new Godzilla movie. See how it, see if the franchise will still. Survive. Yeah, it's it's probably gonna be dead serious. Um, so I guess that's it for us. Well, you got Aaron Taylor Johnson and Ken Watanabe and Brian Cranston. Ooh. So that's going to be good. Better cast. But then again, that's what we thought with the other version. <laughs> like Sean Renault, <laughs> Matthew Broderick. <laughs> Indeed. All right, let's see. Let's play another. Let's see how this Godzilla remake sounds. I remember there's a rap song that used the Godzilla theme song. I want to say it was a Busta Rhymes song, but I can't remember. Busta Rhymes. God. That's funny. Wait, so the new Godzilla theme? No, it's like a remix, like a hip-hop remix of the classic one. We're not hearing any hip-hop. Wait for it. I swear, didn't Buster Rhymes do it? This sucks. Oh, it's a reimagining. No, let's get the hip-hop beat version. Uh, As far as the Godzilla roar, it's like, you think they're going to stick with the original one? Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, I this as a kid. Oh man. Love that roar. If I don't hear that roar, I'm depressed. Alright, that's it for us here at Back in Tunes. I'm Michael signing off. And I'm Jacob. Have a good night, everybody. Be sure to tip your waitress. Fly me to the moon. Thank you. I'd rather go somewhere else other than the moon. Fly me to the ground zero of Godzilla's warpath. That, no, I want to go further than that. Okay. That's actually taking place on Earth. I said further than the moon. Oh, like another dimension? Another dimension? Like where the guys from Fifth Element came from? Yes, that'd be pretty awesome. That could be more speculative. That could definitely be speculated. You never know when Godzilla will be back for another surprise attack. It's the Godzilla game. Only the winner will escape Godzilla's jaws. It could be you the next time he shows his face. You never know when Godzilla will be back for another surprise attack. I want to be Godzilla! The Godzilla game comes complete with all you see here. New from Mattel.
my friends move in styles know my hairy secret. I'm feeling hairy and my teeth are mean. I got a weird complexion and I, I wanna stay. joke for some reason i thought never mind when, when, when you were young for some reason i thought you were latino i have no idea why i thought this that first couple weeks that i knew you and i thought it was raul millingham i was pretty tan that was before i knew any better you had a pretty sweet mustache too at 15 yeah it was pretty killer maybe you were a teen wolf maybe i don't know this about you you're pretty hairy Ooh, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> maybe all right, so um, some people actually forgot this even existed, and a lot of people probably didn't even know it existed at all, but it was on for three years. Uh, Teen Wolf, of course, is a cartoon adaptation of the first movie. Um, I guess, so what we do on here, if you haven't listened to an episode before, we just find an episode online. I mean, we're not going to ha- have you, like, go out and buy the series, even if it is available, you know, and, and like experience it, and you put out that cost. So we just try to find an episode online. It's on YouTube. It is broken up into three parts, but you'll be fine. Uh, and we just kind of chit chat about the series as we go. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. First episode is Teen Wolf's Family Secret. So I think it's weird that the the theme song is uh, it's kind of awkward because it has the big musical part. But then it kind of stops for the dialogue bits, and it kind of stops the song. Right. I don't know. I, I thought it has the song has flow, but stopping every five seconds for a little dialogue bit kind of makes it stumbly. I believe there's a uh, the outro is the same song without all that all talk over. Um, actually, no. When I was looking at this, and um, you'd be really surprised. The guy who did the theme song, he has a really strong history of like top forty singles. Yeah, um, one of the things you'll be stunned because we listened to a lot of these songs as a kid, as, as kids. Um, so it said uh, the theme song is from Barry Mann and John Lewis Parker. Barry Mann, Barry Mann. he's the one that is so known. He, him and his wife wrote a bunch of songs, and it says he had 53 hits in the UK and 98 in the US. I'm assuming by hits they mean top 40 hits. Right. But uh, the songs that he had. Uh, some of these really stuck out. I was really surprised. Um, he did this, the theme song to the Christmas Vacation movie. Uh, Don't Know Much, he wrote for Aaron Neville and Linda Rodstadt. Really? Yeah. Good Time Living by Three Dog Night. Here You Come Again by Dolly Parton, which I thought that she wrote. Uh, How Can I Tell Her It's Over by Andy Williams. I Just Can't Stop Believing, B.J. Thomas and Elvis Presley. He wrote songs for Cyndi Lauper. He wrote songs for Hanson, Dusty Springfield, Paul Revere and the Raiders, the Everly Brothers, Love Her. Uh, I just can't believe. I'm I'm only halfway through this, and yet uh, it's just nonstop, like, top-notch names. And he's still going strong. Yeah, he wrote two songs for the Monkees. 
Teddy Pendergrass. <laughs> oh, here's the thing is, um, he, immediately after he wrote the song for Teen Wolf, he did Somewhere Out There for American Tale. That's what I was going to say. I, just, I know I knew the name, but I can't place any song. But oh, we got to get out of this place by the animals? And who put the bump in the bump, the bump, the bump? Are you kidding me? He wrote that. Yeah. <laughs> You've lost that love and feeling. Wow. He wrote, he co-wrote that. What is he doing writing, like, a cartoon song? But you gotta make a, you know, the time in between. I, d- I do notice, though, that the songs kind of stopped in the 80s, so maybe he was getting a little desperate. Uh. But it says the closing theme was written by Ashley Hall and Stephanie Tyrell. And Stephanie Tyrell is known for that one-hit wonder, How Do You Talk to an Angel? Do you remember that song? How do you talk to... Yeah. Yeah, from the Heights. Yeah, she wrote that. Okay. That was a spinoff of, what, 90210? You know, I thought that was, but I don't think it is. I just think the fact that Jamie Walters went from that to the Heights and, you know, same network, and I think they're on back-to-back. I think that's why. Oh, okay. Not no. that I ever watched 902.0. No, I think we all experienced at least one episode. <laughs> but looking at this, okay, so, I mean, obviously this isn't a grade A cartoon in uh, in budgetary way, but Atlantic really went out of their way to find people that had unique talents, and some of these people went on to great things. Uh, one of the main writers on this, Linda Wolverton, she just wrote that movie with Angelina Jolie, I'm never going to say the name right, Maleficent? Maleficent. Maleficent? Seriously? It's Maleficent? Maleficent. Crazy. Mal- I, I think I've said that like 90 different ways. Maleficent? <laughs> well, it just lends itself to that. It's more fun that way. Yeah. Um, the one thing I do know is this, this cartoon actually is, I find, kind of funny. A lot of the cartoons back in the 80s just were stupid and just not funny in any way whatsoever. I mean, the best you could probably get back then was reruns of Looney Tunes. Right. But um, one of the main writers, uh, Roby Gorin, he wrote for Laugh-In. I guess if that's your type of humor. That's my type of humor. When I was a kid, I loved watching Laugh-In. I don't have too much exposure to that one. Yeah, it was on Nick at Night when I was a kid. I watched that, and uh, I want to say I watched uh, Dobie Gillis. With that. Okay. And the other main writer, there's three core writers, and I think they had some additional writers join in, but uh, the last writer that was listed here on Wikipedia, uh, his name is James Michael Reeves, and he wrote for Gargoyles and Batman the Animated Series. Uh, love both of those. Yeah, he won an Emmy for Batman. Then again, I'm sure that was probably the best thing at that time was Batman. That changed a lot. Disney and uh, Warner Brothers really upped the uh, the game. Yes. So, um, so I don't know if you noticed or not. I remember the movies, and I don't remember the movies being set in this town that looked like a Dutch village. If you look in the background, everything looks like Solvang, or uh, what's that town in Indiana, or maybe it's Michigan. I think it's called Frankenmuth. Frankenmuth? Yeah, you ever been there? It's like, uh, it looks old world German or, you know, that kind of uh, Eastern European. Not sure. I've never heard of it. But I just thought it was a very unusual town. Uh, The design work is kind of unique. There is a a Holland, Michigan that I remember of. Frankenmuth? Frankenmuth, Michigan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I see what you're talking about. Yeah, so it has that kind of look. Everything looks like it has a very heavy European 
you know, the funny thing is, when I started watching this again, I wasn't really paying attention too closely to the first five minutes. But uh, I thought maybe they went to Transylvania because of the look in the background. I was like, wait, did they go on vacation? I just missed it. It was supposed to be the same town, but they said they changed the name. So now it's, what, Wolverton or something? Yeah. Something like that. I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a funny thing. The things that they changed between the cartoon, it looks like they added a lot more characters. He has a bigger family. Where was, yeah. I believe it was just him and his dad in the movie. Right. The cool part is James Hampton, um, who played his dad in the first movie, is the only actor to return for the cartoon and the sequel. The only name I really recognize in here. <laughs> yeah, well, no, Donnie Most. The only voice I recognize, sorry. No, Donnie Most, you know, he was um, Ralph Mouth on Happy Days. Really? Yeah, he does the voice of Styles. I don't know why they couldn't get the original actor. I, th- I think his name's Jerry Levine, who played Styles in the first movie. Why they couldn't get him back? You know, the funny thing is, Styles was replaced in the second movie too. Was this guy really busy, and I just didn't know it? <laughs> Did he have other things going on in his life? I don't know. I yeah, I just kind of surprised when I saw the second movie. I went to the theater to see that one. I was really excited, and I got there, and I'm like, "Who the hell is that other guy?" Because I think that was the first time I ever experienced them keeping the character but changing the actor. It was very confusing. Yeah. I hate when they do that. Just yeah. They, well, they did that all the time back then. They didn't think it was important to have, you know, the same cast. Uh, what was it, Short Circuit 2, when they ditched Steve Gutenberg and Ali Sheedy? I was really depressed. Right. Well, at least they didn't replace them, you know? Oh, yeah, have another actor step in. But, I mean, you know how they do that sometimes? They just do a sequel with one character, like they had Fisher Stevens come back, and they had the robot, yeah. and that was it. Or how they replaced Wesley Snipes in Major League Two with Omar Epps, <laughs> who looks a lot a like him. actor, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I understand. You know what's funny well, sometimes is... Sometimes they get too big for the britches. Yeah. You know, the first movie was a pretty decent success for how much it cost. And I, if I remember correctly, it was made before Back to the Future, but once Atlantic Pictures found out that he was in that movie, they delayed its release and had uh, had it come out like three months later after Back to the Future. Oh. It even says on the po- on the poster, it says, the star of Back to the Future returns for this comedy. It's Back from the Future in a new comedy. Yeah. Yep. Looking right at it. Now, if you look at the comparison in the box office of Back to the Future to Teen Wolf, Teen Wolf looks like a massive flop. To go from $215 million to 33 Are you kidding? <laughs> that's a huge drop. I mean, you know, I guarantee you that if Teen Wolf had come up before Back to the Future, maybe $6, 8000000 you know, that's about it. Uh, the, the goodwill that he won from Family Ties and Back to the Future definitely helped the box office on Teen Wolf. Definitely. I don't have any hate for Teen Wolf. I know there's some people who are hardcore against it because it's not, it's kind of against the whole horror setup of werewolves. You know, every monster has kind of its set rules and it goes against it. That and it's a comedy. I don't really mind. Every genre and every classic character needs a, a spin. I don't get mad about Young Frankenstein. Nobody bitches about that. <laughs> oh, you take a comedy spoof to it spin off on it, you know, you got creative liberties, but I mean, is this a spoof or is it just a straight up comedy? I, I would call it a comedy but... yeah. Did you see the second one? 
yeah. Not as many times as I saw the first one. No, I saw the second one quite a bit, but I definitely saw the first one more. Um, you know what's funny is Atlantic was so sure that the second one was going to make a good amount of money that they had already signed Alyssa Milano for Teen Wolf 3. Right. Yeah, they're going to take it in that route, and I guess it just fell apart. And they eventually, I, I don't even think they released uh, what it became. Um, the script, the idea or whatever, became Teen Witch. Really? Yeah. Uh, I don't understand how that happened. They said that on Wikipedia. I'm not sure if that's completely true because Teen Witch was released by Transworld. And I don't know if they bought the rights for Teen Wolf 3 and then changed their mind or what. But they were kind of cool to see Teen Wolf taken with a female perspective. Definitely. And Melissa Milano, I was right at that age where I was just horribly in love with her. Who wasn't? <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is I remember having a horrible crush on Booth. That's her name, right? His best friend? Booth. The, the female Booth? girl? Yeah. So I'm looking at here, it's just what Team Wolf 2 was directed by... No, produced by Kent Bateman, which... Questions. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. I wonder when they were doing the casting process for Teen Wolf 2, if yeah. they were looking as like, well, we can't get Michael J. Fox. Who else can we get? And then they like did that little connecting thing where, well, Justine Bateman, then Jason Bateman. Right. I mean, it kind of makes sense. Or did they just see him on some TV show and go, oh, yeah, he's the right actor? <laughs> I guess Jason Bateman is embarrassed by this movie, and if you ask him about it, he's kind of rude. That's not good. No, I mean, people love the, the movie. I mean, he has fans. You should always kind of respect that thing. As long as they're not mocking you or being, like, um, ironic. Right. Yeah. I say, I wasn't a big fan, but I didn't hate the movie. I mean... No. It was good in its own right. I just have an issue sometimes with the rewrites. Oh, yeah. I was looking... It's funny. Almost every single cartoon that we have ever done... On uh, back in tunes has had Frank Welker doing voice work. This must have been the most like employed voice work actor ever, because he did Megatron and Galvatron and Transformers. He did Jabberjaw. He did Doctor Claw and Inspector Gadget. Doctor Claw. And he does a lot of the no voices. He just sound effects too. <laughs> yeah, um, I didn't realize that he did uh, Fred on uh, Scooby Doo. Really? Yeah. I, the, his voices are all over the place. It must have been why he was hired, because right. he can just do anything. I am the jack of all trades. Looking at his IMDB, it actually, you know what? It would take me two hours just to go through all those voices. <laughs> and he did voice work very young. I mean, he started when he was 21 years old. Uh, oh, yeah, in June... Exactly three voices. What's that? I have exactly three voices. Yeah, and those are... This one, the one I wake up to, <laughs> and well, no, probably two anymore. I used to be able to do Marvin. I can't do it anymore. Stupid allergies kill me. Yeah. My favorite cartoon voice is that one. I don't know if you ever saw, but there was a. Actually, we we're talking about this last week on the Saturday morning special. Right. Ne I never get that title right, but. Uh, well, it was Glomer, or no, no, it was Glomer on uh, Punky Brewster, but then it was Bunzel, Bunzel. <laughs> if, if, if my, uh, if I really think about it, I can do a lot of those kind of voices, like, uh, oh, crap, what's, 
you know what? This is, we're too tired for this. Uh, you're just getting <laughs> up, and I'm just going to bed because I got I did graveyard shift. I can't do the voices some other time. Yeah. But um, June Foray, she was another heavy, like yeah. heavily employed voice. Of course, a lot of people know her as you know Rocky on Rocky and Bowling Girls. She did Smurf voices. She did a lot of the classic Looney Tunes voices. I can't believe she's still alive. I was stunned. She's 97. <laughs> it still sounds like Rocky. Yeah. It's slightly older, but... Oh, yeah, you're the one who told me about that movie. What's that called again? Uh, I know that voice. And it's all about, like, people who do animated voices. Mm-hmm. That, is, that sounds great. I want to see that. Definitely. Oh, uh, I found it on YouTube, but it's just previous. You need to look it up on Netflix. Okay. When we're not shilling for Netflix. We're just telling you where it might be. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, yeah, so this was on for three years. But technically, only two of them were uh, original episodes. So the third season, I guess, was popping up to stick around, but not popular enough to make more episodes, which seems kind of chintzy. Wait, you say this one was around third? Yeah, there was a third season of this, but the third season was all reruns. They didn't bother to do any new episodes, which uh, it seems kind of lame on uh, CBS's part. (laughs) So technically, there was no third season. No, so I, don't, I mean, it, it was on the air for three years. Technically, yeah. Right. So, huh. so this is the only series that Atlantic Pictures ever did. Atlantic had a subsidiary called Clubhouse Pictures, which, as a kid, you probably saw that name on a bunch of movies. But just to go through, uh, Atlantic Pictures was a small company. They had a few successes. Teen Wolf was one of them. Valley Girl, Night of the Comets, but they really didn't have anything after that, and their company even though they had a distribution deal with Paramount, they were done. Their movies weren't making any money. They went broke by 89. When did they come out? Uh, what, the company? Yeah. Well, they started off as a small distribution company in 1974, and it wasn't until like the early 80s, I think around 81, 82, when they started making their own movies. But they were always like really low budget. I think Valley Girl cost maybe $1.2 million, and uh, Night of Comment maybe three. Teen Wolf right. cost 1.4. They probably spent more money on Teen Wolf 2, though. Probably about 4 or 5. But, you know, for, the, the, the second one only made about 8 million. When you see that kind of drop going from 33 to 8 million, and that, you, you know the franchise was dead. They're not going to take it, you know, to direct a video because that really didn't exist back then. Right. Do you, do you watch... What's that? Am I reading this right? $1.4 million budget for Teen Wolf 1... Three million dollar budget for two. <laughs> That's not bad. I mean, they were still a small company. They're probably playing it safe. But um, do, do you ever watch the TV show on MTV? The the relaunch. Uh, I don't think I ever remember it. Oh no, it's on right now. It's like in its fourth season. It's really popular. But they took all the fun out of it and they made it dead serious. They made it like Twilight. But I guess from what I've heard, it's pretty good. Oh. My bad, yes, I know what you're talking about. I just watched an episode of that last night, or part of one last night. Oh, yeah, I was kind of disappointed when I first heard about it, because I was like, oh, man, they took all the comedy out of it, you know, who cares? But then you realize they actually just took the concept and they twisted it, which, you know, when it comes to remakes, I feel like you should take a a concept that's kind of uh, from a flawed movie, and trust me, Teen Wolf is not a classic, it's it's, it's more of a cult classic. It's it's a B-movie that you that you feel a little guilty about loving, but take the concept and twist it so that it becomes a whole new thing. I hate when you watch a remake and it's the same exact movie, just different actors. 
different time period, blah, blah, blah. But essentially, just, it's the same movie. Like, The Thing, that Thing remake was the same movie. Was this Oh, so I wanted to say something real quick. Uh, so that company that uh, Atlantic Pictures had where they did the animated movies, it was called Clubhouse Pictures, and they specifically focused on animated movies for kids. They did Smurfs and the Magic Flute. They did that He-Man and She-Ra movie, you know, The Secret of the Sword. They did the Here Come the Littles, which we discussed on the last episode you and I did together. Uh, do you remember The Adventures of Mark Twain, the claymation movie from Will Vinton? I just watched that last uh, a couple weeks ago. Wow, what a coincidence. It's pretty weird and creepy, if I remember correctly. I haven't seen it in a long time. I remember seeing it many years ago, too, but I don't remember it being the way it was. That creepy. Um, uh, the Adventures of American Rabbit. I remember I remember seeing posters for that and like a little advertisement, but I never saw the movie anywhere near where we lived. For those that don't know, me and Ron both grew up in Indiana and not near a big... Well, Fort Wayne's kind of decent. It's big now, but back then, it was really hard to get these smaller movies. I think only the big cities and, like, the coast would get it. But the one that we did get, I remember going to, was GoBots Battle of the Rock Lords. And I convinced my dad to take me. He hated it so much that years later, he would remind me of how much it sucked. He, he could not let that go. <laughs> Though he liked the Masters of the Universe movie. Well. <laughs> it's a different feel. It's live action, and yes, yeah. as much as people are embarrassed by that movie, it's still it's still a better quality movie than GoBots. Right. <laughs> Don't you love GoBots? It's always a reminder that if you collected GoBots and you didn't have Transformers, you knew you were poor. <laughs> I actually had GoBots before I had any Transformers. Yeah, I only had a couple Transformers. They were expensive. GoBots were like, where was yeah. that? I could go to Wendy's and get a Happy Meal with a little GoBot in it. <laughs> yeah, I had maybe, let's see. I had a Hovercraft Decepticon. I have no idea what his name was. And I had one other one that was another no-name robot. Because if you wanted Optimus Prime or Starscream or something like that, you are paying three times as much. Oh, yeah, that's insane. <laughs> you know what's funny is um, I remember about... I want to say it's like 15 years ago on the Family Channel. There was a TV show called uh, like Big Wolf on Campus, Big Man on Campus, Wolf Man on Campus. Shit, I can't remember. It's something like that. I think it's Big Wolf on Campus, um, which I, I swear I can't believe they didn't get sued out of existence because it steals the concept. On yeah, I think it was on the Family Channel or Disney, but it was on for like three or four years, and I remember like looking at it going, okay, so that's the Styles character, that's the Michael J. Fox character, that's the Booth character. What a rip. Wait a minute, what is this kid? What? I don't know, for a quick second he reminded me of, uh, what's his face from Saved by the Bell? Screech? But, no. Can you believe it's been 25 years since Saved by the Bell premiered? How old oh, are we? I don't even want to hear that. <laughs> We're so old, it's ridiculous. Don't even want to hear that. Yeah, you brought up Teen Wolf earlier. said it was like Twilight. Nobody glimmers, right? No, Nobody as long as they don't sparkle. <laughs> Anybody sparkles, I'm out. Uh, I'm sure they mope a lot. I think I swear every horror movie now they they mope. I want to see someone get these powers and be like, hell yeah! <laughs> that was the great thing about Michael J. Fox is that when he became the wolf, 
his ego got out of control, but at the same time, you kind of understood because as a frustrated teenager watching that, you wanted to leave that neurotic or insecurity that you had behind and right. be like the wild man, the fun guy, the one that everybody loved, the one who's great at sports. Oh, that would have been nice. I always thought it was strange. Okay, so the first one, they had basketball, and I don't know why. It doesn't bother me now, but I remember as a kid going, why boxing? Why boxing in the sequel? I was just kind of surprised he didn't go for, like, football or soccer or hockey or something like that. I can't imagine it would be too comfortable being a werewolf in a hockey outfit, but (laughs) he'd be sweating a lot. Wrestling. (laughs) Wrestling would have been, I guess, wrestling would have been more understandable than than, uh, boxing. I don't know. I thought it was so strange back then. What were they going to have uh, Lisa Milano's uh, character do? Lacrosse? Volleyball? There we go. Okay, that's mildly sexist. Women can play any sport, but you know, it was the right. 80s, and I'm sure they would have geared it in some direction like that. They would have tied that into women playing be- uh, football. You know what? One, you know one sport that you'll never see if they went on to do? What if all the Teen Wolves were successful and there's like 18 of them? You'll never see Teen Wolf on a swim team. <laughs> it would just yeah, be. She just doesn't look good with all that hair. Oh, yeah, but... that and the costume would fall apart every single time. So, um, you know who wrote? Uh, I was looking it up. Team of Two was written by somebody really famous, and I can't remember why. But, of course, uh, the first one was written by Jeff Loeb, who um, went on to do Commando, but he's very prolific in the whole comic book world. Team of Two. It was written by... Come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh, yeah, Tim Kring. So, Team of Two was written by the creator of Heroes. Right. I thought I knew that name. I mean, he changed his name a little bit back then. It was, uh... Timothy. Yeah. Hard Timothy. So I guess the first thing that he did was Misfits of Science. Oh, yeah. That show hasn't aged that well, just because the special effects are really awkward now. <laughs> yeah. I've been trying to hunt that one down. I just... Oh, they're on YouTube. Are they really? The whole series, I believe, is on YouTube. Check out now. Yeah, so he did Knight Rider and Mistress of Science, and then he got hired for Teen Wolf 2, but then I don't think he did anything for a good long time. Uh, let me look it up. But it's just kind of funny how many people were involved with Teen Wolf that would go on to better things. I mean, look at Jason Bateman. Who knew that he was going to be a comedy like powerhouse now? Right. Touch. Kring did Touch. Yeah, I didn't watch that. He did Crossing I, Jordan for a long time, too. I actually really enjoyed that, and then they cut it out on me. Yeah, I think that's all it is now. Do you notice that TV shows now, if they're um, from a major studio or a major network and they have a good star in it, it gets canceled almost immediately? Yeah. I just feel like now it's all these low-budget shows that come out of nowhere. I mean, I mean, Teen Wolf is a low-budget show on MTV, and it's going into its fourth season, but then there, you watch some shows like, what was that one with Dennis Quaid? And, uh, you know, where it was in Vegas, and he was like a western cowboy kind of guy? Yes. They put so much money into that, and you thought it was going to be a huge hit, and it did okay, but it was so expensive they couldn't keep it on the air. There's the problem. I don't even remember what it's called. So it Vegas was called. I think it was just called Vegas. No, that was another show, wasn't it? I don't know. We're really off on a tangent here, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Well, from Teen Wolf to Vegas. That's yeah. Um, so, I mean, I don't mind this cartoon. I thought it was a lot of fun. It's, I mean, it's... It's still on par with the movies. I'm not going to say like the movies are so awesome and the cartoon was a huge letdown. They're kind of the same level. Right. Would... 
Did you have anything else you want to say about it? Because I'm pretty much wrapped up here. No. No? <laughs> that was it? All right. I so. I was going to tip my tongue, and then my son spoke up, and I, I lost it. Okay, yeah. So if you are a fan of the series, uh, you can catch plenty of episodes on YouTube. Um, sadly, it has never been released on DVD. There were a couple small VHS releases. I believe in the early 90s by Avid Entertainment, which is an offshoot of Live, which became Lionsgate. Sorry, I know these things about video labels. It's bizarre. I could actually tell you the whole story, but you would get exhausted. You'd probably take a nap halfway through. Seven degrees of, yeah. You yeah. it all back to Kevin Bacon. It, 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 somehow it would, because you know he, he somehow is connected to the entire universe. If the world needs to be saved, it should just be him. That's right. He'll 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 have his own little Justice League. Holy crap! Do you think about that? You know how they're doing the whole comic book universe where everybody's kind of connected, and they end right. up having like this big. Oh, they do the Avengers. They do Justice League. What if you did that with Kevin Bacon? Like you just had him slowly appear in every movie, and then ultimately one Christmas you just have a movie with every actor that he's ever been connected with, and it's all about saving the universe. <laughs> Kevin Bacon saves the world. I'd watch it. Team Bacon. Who doesn't love bacon? Footloose. Sorry. Anyway. No, I'm not dancing. No. You don't want to see that. This is Michael signing off. This is Senor Millingham signing off. All right, everybody. Have a good night. Sorry if I talked really, really fast at the end. All right. Good night. Good.